Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 49. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Franklin Foodile, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Franklin Foodile with the Muskegon Tribune. I'm here with Franklin Foodile with the Muskegon Tribune. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Uh, thank you, sir. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm from Muskegon, from Muskegon Heights. Um, I graduated from uh, Muskegon Heights High School in 1989. Uh, I left there and went to Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. I uh, majored in finance and graduated uh, there in 1993. And what is your position at the Tribune? I'm the editor, publisher, slash owner, slash salesperson. <laughs> so I do a little bit of everything, <laughs> circulation, distribution. <laughs> Tell us about the uh, Muskegon Tribune. Uh, well, the Tribune started in February 2001 uh, as a full uh, broadsheet newspaper. Actually, we started as a monthly. Uh, and the purpose uh, was just to, uh, one, do some real upbeat, positive local stories. And uh, number two, uh, it was actually my second newspaper. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, I started a newspaper uh, called Global Business Journal, bought a year earlier that dealt strictly with exporting. It dealt strictly with international trade. Of course, it was a great newspaper, and I still uh, believe it was, it's my best newspaper thus far. The only problem was that uh, it was international in scope, so advertising was a serious challenge locally. But um, So after that paper uh, didn't quite work out, I started the Tribune. It debuted in uh, February 2001, and the intent just was to put some positive news out there. And it wasn't so much me being disgruntled with local news as it was you know nationally you know you turn on the news you kind of see the same thing so i said well let me let me try my hand at this and uh and see what i can do different how often does the paper come out well it we went weekly in in uh february 2004 uh so now we come out every monday all right. And what kind of features and articles does the paper contain that's maybe a little bit different from the other newspapers like the Chronicle? Right. Um, well, uh, what we tr- uh, right now, our paper constantly changes. I never get stagnant. Um, a typical Tribune today would uh, consist of, uh, for example, a front page. Uh, on the left side, you're going to see News Digest, which basically is state, national, and world news briefs. In the center of the paper, you're going to see uh, all local stories on our front page. Uh, you never see any um, um, national stories on our front page. But a typical um, piece will consist of uh, some some events going around in the area and maybe a profile story. Like this week, for example, we're profiling Muskegon Commerce Bank. All right. And give us your overview of the state of Muskegon. Well, um, I think Muskegon uh, certainly um, uh, is striving. If you look at what Fruitport has done and it continues to do uh, and what Muskegon is certainly uh, moving towards, um, 
you know, I see very uh, good promise. I think right now, uh, Fruitport is the light of uh, Muskegon County, in my opinion. I think they're doing a great job out there, and uh, I don't foresee any any slowing up out there. Uh, hopefully, you know, Muskegon. Uh, it's obvious that Muskegon is going to unfold in the next few years. Uh, downtown Muskegon, uh, people just got to be a little patient. So I, I see some positive things happening. What are some challenges in the Muskegon community right now? Well, you know, I'll give you a good example. I think uh, in downtown Muskegon, uh, certainly the leadership um, knows where the downtown is headed. I do think uh, that the public perception is that when they think of downtown, they want to see more of a mix, for example. I think one of the challenges for uh, an area like downtown Muskegon, for example, is, is some type of retail development. I think, you know, when you when you think of downtown, you want to at least be able to go buy a pair of pants. You know what I mean? You don't want to just be all offices. So I think that's going to be one of the challenges. The challenge is that um, most retailers now, particularly on the national um, level, like to be sort of on the outskirts, you know, um, and that's why Fruitport is doing so so well. I think location helps them. One of the things I would like to uh, uh, see uh, the county do um you know, is is more connect everyone. I you know, I, I don't want to look at Fruitport separate from Muskegon. I want to see it as one, you know, progressive county. You know, so I think getting that message through, and then also, um, you know, elevating the educational level, particularly in some of the urban school districts. Districts, I think, is going to be a challenge because if you're going to have a cool city, you got to have people there that that can pr- provide and, and contribute to that city. Mm-hmm. How do you determine what is newsworthy for the Muskegon Tribune? Well, um, local news always has a priority with us. So if it's local, um, it certainly is newsworthy for us. Uh, you know, that that's really a simple way we look at news. I mean, if it's local, uh, we have covered everything from um, events in Muskegon, Muskegon Hikes, all the way up to Montague's. Pumpkin Fest festival up there. So if it's local, uh, that's certainly newsworthy uh, for us. Uh, we have a, a piece this week. A young lady is going to be competing in the Miss Michigan pageant. That was very important news to us. Um, you know, we take stories that that may be side notes, you know, in the dailies and so forth and make it more of a bigger story. Because what happens is that when uh, people see uh, individuals they go to church with, uh, they grew up with, then that makes our paper move that much faster. We have a free publication, and everywhere you see the Tribune, you may see you know three other publications. And what most people are telling us is that our paper moves, and I think that has a lot to do with when you look at the cover of the Muskegon Tribune, you see local people, whether you know them or not, the headlines tell you that these people are local and you want to find out about them. What is the top story in Muskegon right now, the biggest thing going on? In the news. Wow. Um, well, I mean, right now, you know, certainly uh, the, the downtown Muskegon gets a lot of coverage. Um, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. I mean, there's some top uh, business stories, some top political stories. Um, you know, I think uh, going into the election, you know, coming up next month, that's always important. I mean, you got uh, a very heated uh, a political race going on on the local level. So I think the right now politics is in the air. So I, I will give politics the edge. Yeah, it certainly is. You can't hardly turn on a TV or pick up any kind of newspaper without seeing political ads or commentary Absolutely. or input. Everyone giving their 
two cents worth. So do you do any kind of political endorsements in your paper? Uh, I have. I have done that. Uh, I've endorsed uh, some candidates uh, from um, on a local uh, election in Muskegon Heights uh, a couple years ago. Uh, we did that. Uh, and, and the reason we did that, because we were very comfortable with the fact that we 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 were really in the mix uh, in Muskegon Heights, being that you know I served as the executive director of the Downtown Development Authority for five years, so as, as a contractor, uh, so being very knowledgeable about what was going on, I felt very comfortable endorsing a candidate. Uh, we probably won't do that uh, this election because I'm not as familiar with the candidates, um, but when I'm very familiar with a candidate, I certainly would go out on a limb and endorse when i think uh, in fact i know we did we endorsed uh steve warmington i think a few years back as well so is there one feature that you'd like to do or a dream person that you'd like to profile or interview for the tribune well um well we, we have done so many stories over the years um you know i'm always trying to come up with different um uh, ideals um you know, um, so but right now I can't think of anyone in particular that I would really want to highlight. There's some concepts uh, that that I would like to maybe delve into. Uh, we have done some real good profile stories. For example, we we introduced the um, uh, 15 most important African American leaders a few years back and got a lot of feedback from that. Uh, in fact, that was one of our more popular issues. Uh, what I've noticed though, if, if any time you do uh, a top 10 or, or or any any lists uh you'll get some good feedback so we may we may try to take advantage of that going into the future maybe do some top 10 businesses and so forth you know yeah very good how do you see newspapers and the role of the print media 10 years from now are we still are we always going to have printed newspapers or shifting online i mean where do you see news being delivered most i can tell you that um, uh, the newspapers are very concerned about that you know i read the editors and publisher magazine which is the trade magazine for newspapers and it's being debated on on, on where newspapers need to head if they're going to be a newspaper that's why a lot of newspapers are trying to get you know uh more dominant online um you know you have to wonder whether or not uh, print media is going to be around. I still think that people like print media because of the intimacy uh, to be able to, you know, get your paper after a hard day's work and, and come home and, and kind of go through the newspaper. So 10 years from now, I certainly still see newspapers. Uh, 20 to the, the, the 30 years, that's another question. But I think newspapers just have to get innovative. Um, and what you're going to see is a lot of them now are heading towards niche uh, publications. Uh, I, I've noticed a lot of publications on the national level are starting express, you know, publications, you know, so they kind of sum up the news. They, they People don't want to waste a lot of time, you know, reading the newspaper all day. So now newspapers are trying to figure out how can I get a, a thorough yet quick read for my readers, you know. Um, so just thinking outside of the box and, and trying to uh, have a presence in print and online, I think it's going to help newspapers. Uh, well, that's one thing that's very good about the Tribune is it's, it's a very manageable paper. You can pick it up weekly. You can get through the stories, and people are time-starved. Everyone has so many different 
things to do. I mean, the news is so concise and put forth in such a good fashion, but it, it does give people time to get through all the features and articles. Yeah, we did that on purpose. Uh, I, I've had up to, when I first went weekly, I mean, we had like 24 pages. We had three sections of the Tribune. Um, very expensive to do that. Uh, but uh, once I got to thinking about it, I said, well, you know, um, you know, we're not going to compete with the dailies. You know, let's be what we are, which is a weekly newspaper that's a quick read. Um, and also it helps our advertisers because you can't help but see their ads in, in the Tribune. I mean, the, the way the paper's laid out, everyone ad is important. I mean, in some of the bigger papers, if you got a smaller ad that's not in the main um, news section, I mean, it kind of gets buried uh, in the news in the back of the paper. But with our with our publication, you know, from start to finish, you see everyone ad, and I think that ad, that brings value to our advertisers. All right, let's move on to our final question. All right. You have one minute alone with a person considering reading the Muskegon Tribune. Make your pitch to get them to read the paper. Well, I, I would tell them that, um, one, they're going to read some stories that are very positive, that are very upbeat, and stories that you probably, at least from the angle we take, you won't, you won't hear or, or read anywhere else. I mean, even stories that we know have been covered, we try to take a different angle, a different perspective. Uh, perspective and um uh, it won't take them a long time it's worth the you know 20 20 minutes maybe to, to get through our publication well thank you very much franklin really enjoyed it all right thank you The Muskegon Tribune delivers a unique perspective on the news not represented in the other daily newspaper. The papers focus on positive news, in particular African American news in the Muskegon area, is a welcome addition to the local newspaper industry. The Tribune is packed with information on local news, entertainment, and social commentary. But why does Muskegon need another newspaper if we have the Chronicle? In an interview with Lawrence Lee, the president and CEO of the Sacramento Observer, He made an excellent point on the need for diversity in newspapers when he said, People sometimes want specialized information and mainstream newspapers skim the surface on a lot of things. Oftentimes, things that are important in a community are not mentioned, whereas papers like ours cover issues with a lot more depth and sensitivity. Franklin's commitment to the Tribune proves that Muskegon is not a one newspaper town. So for more information on the Muskegon Tribune, pick up a copy of the paper around town. And I would love to get feedback from listeners who are regular readers to the Tribune and people who are maybe new to the Trib to share their feedback on the paper and we can go over those in a future podcast. And the best way to leave feedback is to post your comments to the website at InsideMuskegon.com. There you can view the comments of others and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 49 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com.
This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.